everyone, and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast on what is now episode 36. Uh, uh, an extra special uh, welcome to you if this is your first time listening. Uh, and as always, I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I am joined by my now recovering COVID co-host, an amazing <laughs> man. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for allowing me back into the world of Portsmouth Running Podcast. Um, Keep your distance. <laughs> 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 and listen you didn't say your name uh david harvey there we go <laughs> just in case anybody's new and listening, thinking who is who is this on the on the on the call yeah <laughs> there's ginger dave i guess the taller ginger one dave. <laughs> I know. now listen dave you've um obviously i just mentioned just now that you've had covid you you're both yourself and, and heather have been been down with it so yeah just wanted to kind of find out what that experience, I guess, has been like for you as a runner, and and kind of how you're how you're coping with it now and stuff. But but first of all, I mean, how are you? Are you are you guys getting better and stuff? Yeah, I'm all right now. Um, I think getting there. I mean, I think the last time we recorded a show, I, I didn't really feel that that well on it, and that night I started to feel a bit kind of like, ooh, what's going on? Um, and I actually do COVID tests once a week with work because we have to because we go and visit mental hospitals and you know the nhs and all that so yeah like a covid status which means which means we can go and do our job yeah, yeah keeps you safe keeps everyone else safe yeah it's good so yeah and it, it, in all honesty I, pre- I had it pretty mild and it was sort of like saturday to wednesday i felt like something wasn't right and then on that wednesday everything went pear-shaped and it was only for about 24 hours that i felt really unwell but i had a really high temperature the the classic stuff I had a headache which was like the world's worst hangover and no energy and that, that and just 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 to check it wasn't the world's worst hangover was it no <laughs> okay sadly not um and then yeah just uh, it took about four days to really properly get over that and so I did a few runs around my garden just to kind of check to see how my lungs were and stuff and I thought felt pretty okay all right but, um I've got to say the recovery is not is not quick um because the the immediate symptoms that get that really kind of get you which are the temperature the cough um tiredness and fatigue um i'm trying to think what really affected me but it was mainly the temperature and the headache i think and then and then you know since then man my uh my lungs just haven't been right and Mm. i was saying to you just before this that and and over the last week or so i've noticed that when I go out and do a run, my 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 heart rate is probably ten beats per per minute higher at the moment. And you're running slower than you were as well, yeah. Oh, so I say beforehand, I was probably in the shape of my life, um, and and was you know had started getting faster, was you know running speeds that I'd never run before, and um, you know over distances that I'd never thought I'd be able to you know do. Yeah, yeah. Speed wise, and. So, and now it just feels like, oh man, someone's taking something's taking the wind out of my sails. Mm. And do you know, I work from home, and I'm generally pretty cautious with things. In fact, I don't need to be cautious because my life is me being a hermit. You know, <laughs> I've okay. run so fuck knows where I got it from. Use language, but um, I think probably Heather picked it up from her work and then brought it back in the house. So, but hopefully. Have that solid base of uh, of being fit. It's going to help, yeah, for sure, yeah. And and hopefully that 
you know the the sort of my fitness will bring me through this and as I say it's really mild but do you know what just for that 24 hours I mm. thought this if this is the mild symptoms I really really wouldn't want to know what it's like to have like the uh the serious kind of like you know having to go into hospital because of, yeah that's very frightening you know mm. I think that it's pretty much you know I think people are getting getting tired of it now and I think that people will naturally start to slip in their kind of lockdown behavior and stuff and not give a damn but um, I think that you know it's probably worth just trying to kind of weather the storm for a little bit longer until this all goes because it's yeah I wasn't a happy person so okay, yeah well that's that's interesting to say because um yeah like especially coming from from yourself who's a who's a runner and you and like you were saying you were so fit with it um at the time it's like just how it's how it's impacted you so yeah super important i guess message to get across is you know don't don't get uh yeah don't don't relax don't ease off too much and start thinking everything's okay because it is it is a bit of a bad one yeah um, but listen I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better because yeah i was a little bit worried about you guys because you both obviously we were both down with it in the house and stuff so yeah, no. Uh, no, no, I kept sending you annoying messages every so often. <laughs> hey, Dave, how's it going? <laughs> well, I'm sick. So. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm pleased. I'm pleased you're kind of on the road to recovery. But listen, don't worry about the fitness because, you know, it's it's the same when you get injured. You know, you have you, you think, oh no, I was so fit and I'm just going to lose it all, and it will come back. You know, and it all goes in the bank. I think long term. You know. So you've got some. Um, I think you've got some news, haven't you, about how you are bringing out your inner racing snake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't. I really don't think I have an inner racing snake. Eh? It, it's an interesting, interesting point you raise there, like being a racing snake. I've I've always thought like I don't have that killer instinct when it comes to running. Like, you know, a lot of people line up at races and stuff, and they're like, they you can just see in their eyes they've got they've got those daggers that they're going to be throwing at people in you know on towards the finish line. Like I tend to kind of be more on the cowering side of things where I'm like, like no no don't worry go through the finish line first it's fine I don't care. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, yeah, like you say, I've um, I've got a coach now. So um, for the first time in a long time, I'm, I'm going to get some help with my training, Dave, and try and kind of be a little bit more disciplined and follow the plan and trust trust the process that's kind of given to me. And it's been really good, actually. I'm 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 now being coached by a previous uh, guest on the show, um, Paul Paul Navesy. Mm-hmm. So he's helping me out um, because he's got like a lot of long distance experience and kind of a lot of like he's I mean he's really quick as well so I'm hoping he can kind of help me grow in that sense as much as I can really and I'm never going to be quick like you say you know I'm never going to be a, a proper racing snake or anything but I like I do like to kind of push myself as far as I'm, yeah. as I'm going well there's nothing slow about you dude um I actually incidentally saw a photo of him on Instagram this afternoon and I think he was finishing a two-hour 17 marathon <laughs> oh yes right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was his Frankfurt Marathon time, so it's pretty incredible, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to kind of, like, I, I, I said, I said to Paul when I've, when, when I've had a chance to chat with him, you know, that like my, my idea of having fun with the running is, is watching videos about Jim Walmsley running and, and the Tom Evans achievements and, and even likes of Paul and stuff like that, and just watching how these guys run and what they manage to squeeze out of themselves. And I know that I'm never going to be like that, but it's nice to kind of hold those kind of carrots in front of you to keep you going. Yeah. So I know watching Jim Walmsley like run the Western States trails is for me just kind of makes me want to just go run immediately so well that's what it's about isn't it you know like those kind of things is it's all about uh being inspired yeah. you know 
watching those things and you might not be able to run as ridiculous as Jim Walmsley you might not be able to run as far as you know Courtney DeWalter and all of that mm. but man the, the stuff they do is inspiring and it just makes you want to go and get out there doesn't it and you know I wouldn't have done half the, the things that I'd done if I wasn't inspired by something or someone absolutely yeah <laughs> I mean that, that's, that's kind of like the looking at the top end of the of the competitive field how I get my inspiration from them but you know you get inspiration from all sorts of stuff like, like you can hear a story of you know anybody doing doing a run that hasn't done one before and has, has done their first 5k first 10k you know you, you draw inspiration from all over the place but but I think when it comes to like really pushing myself and trying to squeeze out what what I can get I you know I really kind of watch those videos and kind of almost imagine imagine yeah. your Jim Walmsley running on the trails it's 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 insane but you know it's great it's great to kind of get inspiration from there and stuff but how's listen how's your coaching going and uh, what have you got lined up for the coming weeks well, um, I've actually got a bit of a bonkers few weeks coming up and I looked at it and, and felt incredibly overwhelmed because I saw the tunnel, which was 200 miles running inside a tunnel, has now been cancelled, obviously, due to the, to, to the Rona. Um, so I stupidly signed up for another race, which I, I Ooh, don't know. Are you, are you sure you want to let, sure let it out? No, it should, it should remain unnamed because, you know, it's, it's going to okay. get anyway. But, um, you know, like I always found 100 milers and 145 milers incredibly stressful to train for. But this is like next level kind of bonkers, big weekends out, like back to back 30s and 80 mile weekends and stuff like that. Um, or 80 miles over three days, that kind of thing. Oh, um, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And it's so it's exciting because you want to kind of grow into that person that's going to be able to kind of do that kind of thing. Mm. So, you know. If I'm gonna if if you're gonna go and do something, then you might as well do it and do it properly. And um, I'm at that point now. Is like, is this something that I can actually grab by the balls and and train for and grow into that person that's going to be able to be at that start line and and not feel like too much of an imposter? So we should we should you know, I'll either uh, it'll either be victorious or I'll completely fucking crumble. <laughs> yeah. Well. We'll, we'll keep all the details until until it's finished, until you're ready to to kind of yep. come on and tell us how it all goes or, or what happens. But yeah, keep keep it as you can. But you've got a lot of uh, big miles coming up. And yeah. you know what? In a way, going back to like the COVID thing and how you're recovering, like you've put all that pace inside of you and stuff. And and maybe now the weeks leading up to to whenever this event is, um, you you know you might be needing to kind of slow down and just just dig out those big long miles anyway and use the the base fitness that you had to kind of make those feel easier so hopefully that and and covid now kind of peeling off a little bit outside of, out of your body is um is a, is a good thing i don't know um I I, think, you know me i always try and look on the bright side dave <laughs> i think it's a good thing for trading anyway you know like i've always found that training for something is really good for your motivation and when you're going sh shorter and faster like 5k or 10k half marathon you know marathon like if you feel like you're progressing then it inspires you to carry on doesn't it mm, absolutely and, you know if you see yourself getting quicker or if you see yourself getting stronger and you feel that you know a run that kicks your ass one one week is then gonna then then the next week is feels a, a little bit more comfortable then it's always really motivating isn't it so absolutely yeah the, that aspect aspect of the training to um you know just be stronger and have things that could be quite ridiculous feel a little bit easier than they did in the past so. yeah i know absolutely no, all, all good points all good points now listen you also had some 
fantastic news this week. Um, yeah. and you, you don't mind sharing this one? No, no. So, yeah, um, something that's probably never going to happen, but cautiously optimistic that the, um, the TDS came through, which actually I think it probably came through for everyone that had uh, applied for it because they were giving out places to everyone that didn't get into UTMB. So, yeah, the TDS is one of the UTMB races. I think it's called the Trot de Savoir. And it, okay. the other way round, it goes clockwise. No, yeah, it goes clockwise from Cormier round to Chamonix in France. Okay. Something like 140 kilometres, uh, nine and a half thousand metres of climbing. So it's it's quite long and it's particularly lumpy. But, you know, like the, the place is absolutely amazing, isn't it? You've done CCC. You know, I did UTMB. And that, like, just being out there in that in that location is, you know, it's worth it. I think I'd probably do any race out there. It's, it's just... magical, isn't it? It's just, a, it's a, it's like, I think every runner listening needs to experience Chamonix at some point, and and that's coming from somebody who didn't want to go. I, yeah. I really, I resisted it for so long and thought, no, it's just going to be some kind of commercial, big kind of like marathon feel running thing, and, and it just wasn't at all. It was, it was yeah. just everything I, oh, I, I could have dreamed of. I hated UCMB points when I first started in the ultra running, like, uh, you know, doing the Centurion races that always come with a couple, don't they? And, um, yeah. and you know, I used to listen to people talking about it, like, oh, doing this for the UCMB points and that for the UCMB points, and I grew to hate it. Yeah, it was the I, same, yeah. No way, I'm, you know, it's just, it felt like it was a complete sellout of running. Yeah. Anyway, you know, like... I had loads of points and just put my name in the hat for UCMB and it came through because I'm a jammy bugger and <laughs> you know um, didn't regret a single second of it it was amazing and you, you won't go fast you won't win you'll feel like crap for most of it but it's in the most beautiful location and you know that's the that's whole week it's just, it's just incredible you know you can you step out when no matter where you stay around that area in the, in the valley of Chamonix you wake up and you kind of go outside your front door and there's just the uh, it's the mountain it's the view of the mountains yeah. dave it's like you look at them and you just can't i just can't describe it with words it's it's breathtaking just seeing that amount of soil and rock in front of you and ice it's just huge it's massive it's overwhelming isn't it and yeah. all of those words i think <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Up to, I think um, I'm not sure what time you finished, but you must you finished in daylight, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Finished early morning. So halfway down that um, that final stretch from Flegere down to Chamonix, yeah, there's a and you have to walk up, you know, maybe a thousand feet, fifteen hundred feet to this place called Chalet Floria, mm-hmm. where you can have an orangina and a crepe know and sit there and you're you know a good thousand feet um probably not a thousand meters i wouldn't have thought no probably not no it's just a load of switchbacks coming back into chamonix isn't it yeah Yeah, right and you can just sit there and see the whole of the valley you can see mont blanc it's you know incredible incredible place magical so listen congratulations and i know it's yourself and heather going heather's in the which race the occ which is Oh man, they've all got these three these little initials, haven't they? Yeah. So D is Ossiers, which I think is the last 34 miles of the UTMB course and goes through Trion, Bath, Dean, Argentier, and then goes up. I think it goes up to that final climb up towards Flegere. Okay. 
and then back down. Nice. Oh, that's brilliant news. That's excellent because you can both go out there and obviously race. And I think you'll probably because TDS starts a little bit sooner than uh, UTMB. So you'll get to finish, chill out with beer and food and just like, watch yeah. all these suffering people come through. <laughs> yeah, I think well, actually I think that TDS is now on a Monday or something like that. Oh, yeah. oh what, like the Monday before UTMB. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. OK, so you'll have you'll have ages to spend. You'll just be so chilled out. Yeah, I'll have put all the weight back on by UTMB starts. <laughs> Maybe somebody will give you a spare place, yeah, so you can do both. <laughs> Listen, yeah. mate, that's, that's fantastic, and it's it's so exciting, and I, I really hope I get back there. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you're going to go next year again or whatever, but um, I really want to go again at some point and take the family out there. It would be good. Yeah, Ginger Day coming out as well, isn't he? He's doing the TDS race as well. So we, that's, we, that's right, yeah, good. The team name's Super Sexy Ginger Daves. <laughs> brilliant nice team name <laughs> i think everyone would be able to find that easily on the uh on the results page which is fantastic but listen dave i'm i'm gonna let you go now because i'm sure you've got stuff to do on on saturday and i don't know whether you want to go and chill off your long run but uh we're gonna head into an interview that i've done now with fraser cameron from the sports barista coffee which i think you've you've tried a couple of bags of i did i tried it this morning um and it, it was good it's nice you know i like my coffee i'm a bit of a coffee yeah. And it was nice. It gave gave me a nice buzz before before cool. when I was running and stuff. So yeah, okay. Good. And the and the flavour you found because I found the flavour really complex compared to like an instant coffee that I would normally drink. Yeah, man, instant coffee is the worst, though, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> Past my lips. <laughs> I have I have started drinking Lavazza coffee now in a proper plunger. So um, I'm I'm getting there, Dave, slowly. And I've stopped actually having sugar in my coffee as well, which is fantastic. So. You've really progressed over the last few months then with your coffee drinking. Well, I mean, this is an insane stat, but I was drinking probably about 20 teaspoons of um, sugar a day because I was having two two or three teaspoons of sugar in my coffee. Yeah, wow. Ugh, which is a nightmare. So, But anyway, I like sweet stuff. There we go. And straight after the interview with Fraser, we're going to head over to listen to our featured guests who are local runners, Hayley Newell and Christian Lopez. But listen, Dave... All the best. Um, take care. Look after yourself. Don't stress out about the running. Just go and enjoy enjoy those miles. And let's see what uh, old Boris Johnson has to say um, on Monday to see if we can start heading back up to, to QE for some South Downs running. Yeah. Oh, just give us a race as well, please. Open the pubs. Open the pubs. and <laughs> Dave <laughs> wants a drink, Boris. Open the pubs. <laughs> yeah, I've not been drinking much this year, but I do just fancy sitting, you know, sitting around a table with my mates with having a bit of a laugh just rather than sitting up in the corner of my home like oh, I love no. <laughs> it's coming it's coming anyway listen take yeah. care look after yourself regards to heather and chat to you soon thank you steve bye. bye hi fraser welcome to the show and uh, thanks for for joining us on our as a special topical guest um for, for this week from for this show um, to tell us all about your your local coffee business, the Sports Barista. And I know we just had a conversation about how to pronounce it, but it's going to be Barista for me. Um, welcome <laughs> to the show. Uh, firstly, how are you doing? Are you feeling any better? I'm good, Daniel. Thank you. Um, how are you? You okay? Yeah, pretty good. I'm 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 just I'm kind of defrosting at the moment. My fingers are all kind of like half white at the moment because I suffer a little bit from that Raynaud's when I when I when I go out running in the cold. Okay. Um, how how far did you go running earlier then? Um, so I've just I've come back from uh, 15 miles today. Wow! So long long weekend run, um, trying to keep it easy, uh, yeah. n- not not succeeding <laughs> that, that well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, just well, it's well done. yeah, and no, that's good. It's, it's pretty good. Got some hills and um, over at Portsdown and stuff. But listen, how, how are you? Are you feeling any better from from the weekend? Because you've obviously had a, a couple of miserable days. 
Yeah, it's been just, um, I had a boiler issue and the guy that came around to fix it had a cold and we're really careful with trying to, you know, be, you know, energy gel, any gels, hand gels, etc. and trying to be a bit clean and I ended up getting the bug. So yeah, it's oh. been horrible. I've just got into a really good, like consistent patch of running. Okay. And doing a bit of hill work. So I was really planning this weekend to start getting a bit more mileage. And um, you know what it's like when you sort of get into that pattern of, uh, yeah. of running. You're really keen, aren't you? To not be able to go out running, it's, it's just oh, it's just mentally a bit of a strain. But it is what it is. It swings mm. around about, isn't it? Mm. Running running's definitely not a not a peak only sport. It's peaks and troughs. And uh, oh, you God, tend to hit those yeah. troughs just as, just as you hit a really good point or you have a good race and you're thinking... I'm invincible, and then you you have a trough. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know you never feel great. I was saying this the other day actually. You know when you're all really fit and you you you're doing PBs, you never feel great. You always feel a little bit tired, a little bit knackered all the time. But you just get these uh, get these results in the bag, don't you? But yeah, no, yeah absolutely. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. Now, one thing that does make us feel better when we're um, especially when we're feeling down and out is is coffee, which is what you've you've come onto the show to to speak to us about. And yes. I know oh, what I was going to say first, Fraser, was that I know listeners not every listener will drink coffee, but it is very, very popular for sure. Um, I know yeah. I see coffee, coffee people selling coffee all over um, the starts of, of races. There's also coffee vans and stuff around. I know caffeine is, is kind of like really crucial for people kind of kickstarting their days and stuff. Yeah. And most runners I know kind of like, like, like a good coffee and stuff. So apologies to the tea drinkers. Um, maybe well, we'll do get, you know what? We'll get... Yeah, I, I did have a sorry to, to but I did have this conversation um, recently because people said, well, what about people that don't drink coffee? I said, well, you know, if you have energy gels, they're not the nicest tasting things, and you just neck them, you get it done. I think yeah. some people can look at it that way in terms of you know they may not like coffee, but the the benefits, health benefits from it, yeah, are massive. Not just in sport, but mental health, diabetes, etc. So it is good to to have a slug once in a while. So yeah, I completely understand people not not having coffee, but. Um, some runners that don't have it, I do say to them, well, look, you know, if you're an energy gel, is there stuff that you take that you don't particularly like the taste of, but you just neck it down? Like, yeah, I said, well, try and look at coffee that way as well. And um, That's a really good point, few, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah a few bit converted. Well, once we learn a little bit more and, and dive into the details of, of your coffee and kind of how it, um, how it helps, like, running performance and stuff, then perhaps maybe people will, uh, will bear that in mind and consider it. But listen, it's, um, it's fantastic that we got you on the show finally, because I know we spoke about this happening a while ago. Um, and I'm really pleased that we finally got you on because um, I've heard about your coffee from a number of runners now, um, including previous guests as well. So, um, but before we get into the details about the coffee itself and, and sports barista, um, how about a quick introduction to yourself? Perhaps maybe like obviously your, your name, full running history, um, a little bit of maybe a quick intro into into what sports barista is, just so that people kind of kind of understand that as we as we go into the conversation. Yeah, sure. So. Um... As in, well, so my name's Fraser. Actually, my real name's David Fraser Cameron. So David Cameron, which is not a great name to have, but uh, it's a bit of an icebreaker. <laughs> but um, yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Um, so um, from my childhood, I used to compete uh, as a really young age. I used to race karts when I was between sort of five and, and 12, 13. Okay. Um, always being competitive and always ran. My, my family are from Scotland and they're all, always into sort of fell running, um, long marches up and down Ben Nevis. So I've always been... Well, it's in my DNA to be running around mountains and Ben Nevis, oh, Snowden, doing Mount Blanc when I was a kid. It's always been in my DNA to, to, to run. And um, as I got to year 10, 11 at school, um, started competing in um, cross country and some track sessions. Um, enjoyed it, had some success, uh, but I was really into 
the freedom of ultras and just self-supported and just adventuring around running wise okay and um later on in my late teens got into um, what called like uh, peak races where you do sort of races across the um hebrides around ben nevis and um self-supported and just loved the the ultra scene um then i went for a stage of i had two kids and i was knackered and got more into coffee then and had a no, bit of a break from running yeah and um and then later on in life i got back into running to keep fit got back into 5ks joined ports of athletics um and then also got into cycling as well which i only got into to to help my running so i've always been a runner um i've done majority majority of my runs have been sort of far uh, ultras um yeah. i've not been that competitive over the last 10 years but but yeah so i seem to have a runner but do a lot of cycling and, and love the outdoors cool brilliant well it sounds like you've seen and experienced a lot of the amazing scenery and stuff that i still still is on my list to see so <laughs> all, all the all the great mountains around the uk and stuff that sounds brilliant and also mont blanc as well having to do to, to run around there as a, as a kid must have been really hard <laughs> Oh, so, you know, I was a little, little bit older, but yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it's, it's also people you go with, it's so many memories, and it's just, um, you always learn something different. But no, I did some beautiful places. I mean, obviously, going abroad is amazing because it's a, a different uh, different scenery, but um, we've got so much beautiful land in in the in England, especially like the oh, South Downs as we well, Butts yeah. Hill, yeah. and so we take it for granted. But, you know, ports of South Coast, Hampshire, there's some lovely routes and bits and bobs to run around. It's great. Brilliant. Now, listen, I've, I've actually um, finally been trying your, your sports barista coffee because um, you're kind enough yeah. to, to, to drop, drop a few bags. Um, and yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely helped pick me up for some of my uh, from some of my sessions during the week, which is brilliant. But can you can you tell us a little bit of a, of a quick intro in, into what it is and, and, and kind of like what products you've got just so that people know what we're talking about? Yeah, so with coffee, we over the years we've monopolised into what we buy. So when you walk into to shops, um, cafes, everything's about taste. Mm-hmm. coffee originally was for a purpose so it started off in london and it's where people used to go to have serious business chats um and then throughout civilization it become monopolized and commercialized and everyone was fighting over who has the best taste in coffee and we lost the for me this is my personal opinion we lost that touch with actually what's coffee for it's for a purpose it's to get you going in the mornings um and for me that's what sports is bringing back um, what people don't know is there's 40 different beans in the world to use. And over the last sort of 70, 80 years, we've only ever used two. Wow. Yeah. And everything's about Arabica, about taste. And people think strength is quality of caffeine. You could have the strongest coffee in the world and it could be a decaf bean. Um, strength in coffee just means that how, how strong it tastes. So look at like black coffee or like dark, like burnt toast, basically. It's, it's just a dark roasted bean, which tastes strong, but it might not have any caffeine in it whatsoever. So my mission was learning through doing ultras and cycling and all the years growing up, my dad was a coffee connoisseur. I learned how important coffee was, um, mm-hmm. especially in sport. And I tried every energy gel, every product you could possibly get your hands on, um, trial and error. And I just got back to having a normal coffee, found that that worked. And then I found out what had caffeine in it and what didn't. And then I found out how we sort of monopolise into what we buy. And so when I go into the shops now and there's sort of 60, 70 different brands of coffee there, they're pretty much all the same bean. It's just a different taste. Um, but they all have relatively the same amount of caffeine. So my idea was to come up with something that no one used, a roasting technique that no one uses, and put it into a bag to make it easy to, to use and to sort of make it mass market and bring it to people like yourself and also to educate people on the performance benefit of caffeine. I mean, there's a massive um, neurological side of it as well. So to do with Parkinson's, to do with diabetes, okay. with Alzheimer's, there's a huge benefit to coffee in that sense. But there's also a massive side, which people don't realise that caffeine is huge in, in sport endurance performance. So 
that's where the coffee came from. Um, the way that I say to people is this, it's like we sort of get used to when we wake up in the morning to have a coffee for a purpose and we have a coffee and we get to work, we have another coffee. It's like getting in your car and um, sort of filling with like one or two pound and driving to the next petrol station, filling up 50p then driving to another petrol station, driving up, filling up with three pounds and getting to work and then repeating that cycle when you get home. Mm. Our coffee is like a full tank of petrol. You just have one big coffee in a, in a day and it will last you throughout the whole day. Um, that's so it kind of almost drip, drip feeds you all, all through the day. So if you've got to run later on or whatever, you, you'll still be getting the benefits from that. Yeah, your, your body can only consume a certain amount of caffeine. Anyway, it depends on your somatotype, depends on your um, water retention. So when you see these coffees that have a thousand milligrams of caffeine and they're Arabica as well, it's um, it's a bit silly because your body will just reject like 50, 60 percent of that. So yeah. you want something that's actually going to last you all day. And also different coffees work in different ways. Our coffee just has this natural ability to give you exactly what you need throughout the day. And it's just a, a coffee that works. And I've, I've been down every single packet of coffee you could imagine. And I'm just grateful that we found this and been able to produce a product which we don't sell nine pound a cup. It works out 40, 50p a cup, basically. Um, if you're to replicate some Costa and Starbucks, you'd have to have probably about you know, four, five or six cups of coffee to replicate one glass of ours in terms oh, of really? caffeine okay. yeah and to keep the performance levels um we will be doing a post and a bit more study on that to actually give you a concrete answer of how much is it to you know what's the what's the equivalent in, in coffee terms and also it's like people's knowledge about coffee is um is starting to improve because people are starting to look more into you know what they have before runs and there's a bit more research uh, into it this day and age so um yeah i've seen that i've seen that a lot actually i've seen that a lot with um i think even now you, you're starting to see caffeine spoken about a lot more on uh, websites that sell kind of like running nutrition products and stuff so yeah. you're definitely right there, just, there seems to be a lot more kind of reading going on about it and and i think even yeah. even like we, like we said earlier you know we spoke a little bit before this recording about people that we know who are who are interested in doing courses um, and becoming like you know coffee baristas and stuff. So it's definitely That's a lot it's, more interest. Yeah, it's the second most imported product in the world. Um, mm. it's, it's huge and it's it's fascinating. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with all the other coffees, but they have their place. It's like it's like anything. You have different bikes for different needs. It's same with coffee. You have um, coffee that go to Starbucks and Costa with they're sort of your com- not commercial sort of leisure coffee but then you can also use coffee as a sports performance yeah um you necessarily you wouldn't have Arabica for that very reason and we seem to be the well when like I said I've, this idea and this understanding of coffee is like 10 15 years old for me but it's only been in the last three four years I've been able to actually bring it out as a, as a product Okay. Um, that's where Matt and Uz came on board and they really gave me an identity and an opportunity, a platform to sort of launch you know, my idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's huge. And, and what's great as well is people are talking about it. And it's so, like you said, people start to get a lot more interested in coffee because it is so interesting. Um, and there's so much to learn. And I'm still learning now. And I think, you know, I've read every book and, you know, next year, hopefully, if uh, COVID's uh, um, obviously gone and yeah, we're allowed to be studying around and, looking into going into um, some more farmer's fields and looking at the uh, more production side of things. Wow. Fantastic. So, so listen, how, how is, um, you know, you said, you said it's fairly recent, this, this business has kind of been able to come about and stuff, but how, yeah. how have you found the uptake on, and, and, you know, different athletes out there and different people using your coffee? What kind of feedback have you had from everybody so far? Yeah. So yeah, it's huge. So we've now looking after, I mean, you've had Jacob O'Hara on, Paul yep. Navasay, they're like GB athletes. They're they're huge, and they they come on to be 
sort of patriots of us as well. Um, and you've had Rannon as well. So we're supporting those types of athletes. They feel the benefit of it. They give us great feedback. But as soon as we get them to understand how coffee works, they seem to actually go, okay, I can utilize that and use it in different ways. So, yeah. um, you, you know, you have an espresso and it gives you an instant shot of caffeine, um, but it would only last like an hour, hour and a half, where if you had the same shot of coffee, but put it in a large cup of coffee, mm-hmm. that would last four or five hours. Um, yeah, because it's fluid ounces and it's just talking to these guys we've also got people from um, a guy called Fletch Runs who's on Instagram he's been a massive benefit to us he looks after sort of around 6,000 runners uh, 40 runners around Kent area okay. um, and he's just been pushing the products and slowly but surely everyone's just understanding coffee giving it a try and they have a couple of sample packs a week later they start ordering 30 then it goes to 60 so that's the pattern people try it then they go oh that was not really nice they give it a couple of days and actually like oh, actually this is like this worked for me it doesn't work for everyone yeah but the uptakes you know we're about 95 percent of people come back and reorder um it depends on, as i said earlier your water retention your body somatotype um but yeah it's been it's been amazing we've got so many other people and like athletes as well so we've just taken on a endurance cyclist called um robbie ferry uh, he's a world record endurance uh, cyclist and okay. um, he's getting into running as well and yeah it's just starting to start to build a really good community of people and um, paul and jacob are class Rannon's brilliant so it's yeah. um it's been in the right direction great fantastic that's, that, that's really good um fraser i was hoping like maybe you could um for the listeners out there who are kind of maybe thinking, okay, so how, how would a bag of sports barista coffee um, differ to a, to a kind of like me having a normal cup of coffee or whatever. And I know you've already said about the caffeine content and stuff, but, but how does your coffee differ again? Is there any other ways that it kind of differs to a normal, a normal cup of coffee? Okay. So most coffee have the same nutrients and benefits in terms of um, the the, the sort of the brain activity mm-hmm. like diabetes alzheimer's there's a lot of let's say like neurological benefits for coffee what our differs on is the fact of our coffee's worked backwards so rather than having taste as the forefront of it being um, the best tasting coffee in the world i i've started off being like i don't care what it tastes like i want the performance side of things i want it to be a coffee that works yep. i was really tired really really sick and tired of trying all these mediocre products paying two pound a sachet or 10 15 pound for a tub of coffee or all these different products you can imagine that are all mass marketed mm. i just got fed up of having products that just didn't have any value to it so with this coffee i designed it backwards it was like how do i get the maximum out of this coffee so normally an arabica bean that you get in starbucks costa all the high street shops and i'll say 90 percent of the stuff you see in shops coffee bean normally has about one to 1.5 percent caffeine in it per bean um ours has a minimum of four okay wow the way that ours big works, difference. Mm. yeah it's a big difference and and also the way that it behaves as well so once we've um we have a process which we've baked and roasted the the coffee which no one else does um and also we put it in anomaly grind which is a really really fine grind it's the way that you want to have espressos um i mean a lot of how coffee behaves is also down to the person that's making it um, and we've taken a bit of that in control where we've put the right grind in the right bag um, and it gives you guys the best performing coffee that you can physically buy on the market. Like if I said to, I keep saying to people, I said, look, if I give you £500 now, go off and try and find a better performing coffee, you can't do it. Um, but we've just been really pot luck on the taste because you have cupping profiles on coffee. Yeah. And ours is, that, is is one of the is in the top bracket for coffee tasting profiles. So we, we're I, very I was, was going to say, I was going to say to you earlier, like, I, I mean, I'm no massive coffee drinker. In fact, I've drunk instant coffee. <clears throat> uh, sorry about that. 
up until that's much okay. longer. But your coffee, your coffee tastes good. I mean, I've, I've, I've had, yeah. I've had loads of cups of it now, and there's nothing, there's nothing bad about your taste at all. Because you've, you've said about the taste a few times during this, this interview, and, and, I'll, yeah. and I will say that you know it tastes good. So. Yeah, no, thank you. It, it, it is. It's, I mean, when you take it to professional coffee tasters, they give it, they put it in like a top bracket compared to, you know, Starbucks and Costa, etc. They're in a, in a completely different bracket. But for me, I, I really looked at the performance matt really looked at the performance and we were just just pot luck that the bean that we used and how we roasted it just made it taste great yeah so a lot of people say yeah coffee tastes great and it works which is just luck because at the beginning i wasn't really that bothered about the taste but obviously you have to have something that tastes great obviously people won't buy it or drink it so that was just pure luck um but yeah, I mean, to be fair, and especially in England, the way that we have been brought up on coffee, there's been millions and millions of pounds spent on advertising to tell people instant coffee is the best. Yeah. Um, you should have instant coffee. And we've been brought up for the last 20, 30 years on that. And that's why when people go to coffee places and they do have a filter coffee or a, uh, an actual ground coffee, a fresh coffee, that's, you know, any coffee out there is going to be better than a, a, an instant yeah. coffee. And that's why a lot of the time people will be like, I like just, that. Yeah, it's not just coffee that I think has, has had that with the marketing. I think people are waking up to a lot of a lot of things that we've been sold over the years with marketing yeah. that are not right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with coffee. It's, it's, it's absolutely mental. If you actually look at it, it's, it's next time you go to Sainsbury's or Asda or wherever you shop, when you look at that coffee aisle, yes, those beans are from all around the world, but they are pretty much the same bean. Okay. And they all have between 1% to 1.5% caffeine per bean so in a cup you're going to get about 90 milligrams of caffeine maybe 120 milligrams of caffeine and it's a case of well actually you go and look at it can I have a strong coffee you want a coffee for a purpose and all of those are designed for taste not to have an impact not to have a caffeine hit throughout the day yeah. so that's where ours differs where you have one cup um and, and it, it lasts all day and it stops people spending a fortune on, I mean averagely we spend 80 to 120 pound a month on costas mm, which is yeah, crazy and I mean, this is twelve ninety nine and nineteen ninety nine for a sixty bag, sixty bags of coffee. So wow. that actually brings me onto a, onto a good point I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah. I, I know like there's so many websites these days offering like subscriptions to products, and 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 I know yeah. with coffee specifically, it comes in so many different forms and stuff. On on your website, what kind of purchase options are there for for people who who may want to try and try the coffee? Yeah, so it's a, it's a good question. So what we have is we have subscriptions. You can do a monthly subscription for um, 30 bags or 60 bags. Um, we used to do smaller amounts, but we just found people just kept coming back and ordering more. So people tend to start up on 30. And then um, the wife or the husband or someone else living in the house started nicking bags. And then so they've got a family size, which is a 60 bag. Um, and also we've got the subscription coming soon for ground and beans as well. So online you can get the ground and beans um, 227 bag um, uh, grams of coffee and also you've got the coffee bags which come in 30 and 60 and we also have soon sample packs going out which will be I think they're three bags all postage is paid for uh, well, you don't pay for postage so okay. the price is what it is cool brilliant wow absolutely interesting I mean this, it's been fascinating I'd, you know I'd love to ask you so much more but um, I'm going to continue <laughs> drinking the coffee and just uh, you know <laughs> getting getting the most out of my sessions that I that I possibly can but Fraser where can people find out uh, more about your products and and can you give us all the details of websites social media accounts and stuff like that just for the listeners who, who may want to find out more yeah thank you thank you Daniel. thanks for having us as well um so yep yeah, so sports brister is on twitter instagram and facebook um it's uh, at sports brister and the website is www.sportsbrister.com um, and on there, you can reach me, Matt, uh, and Uz. Uh, if you want to message us anytime, if you want to have a chat, 
um, feel free to, to message us anytime. Um, obviously, we've got some. Um, we also get on board with people that are doing special events. So if anyone's got any crazy ideas or any runs that they've got coming up, um, obviously reach out to us and uh, be a pleasure to, to get to know more people around Portsmouth and, and around the UK as well. Perfect, perfect. And if anybody um, can't find you, you know, feel free to email uh, myself at the show as well, or myself and Dave. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely put you in touch. But listen, mate, that's been absolutely brilliant. Um, it's been fascinating finding out the story. I think it's I think it's great that we can get like local businesses uh, like yourselves on on the show as well, just to kind of showcase products. And it just kind of goes to show, like you know, how rich the running community down here is, and what kind of stuff we've got going on. You know. Oh, there's some amazing athletes in Portsmouth um, and also you're doing a great job for the community as well. You're connecting people and you know, I go to so many different groups and, you know, completely different runners from elite runners to, you know, the average Joe running around and everyone's talking about you guys in the podcast. So you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job in, in improving that. So thanks to you guys too. It's a pleasure. As long as they're not saying those bloody, those bloody clowns need to stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have it. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> no, you guys That's are pretty, great. Very kind of you to say, Fraser, listen, all the best. Um, Good Thank luck you. with it all and look forward to heading out for a run for you at some point in the future. Legend, will do. Take care, mate. Sure. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am extremely pleased to welcome uh, onto this week's show local runners and, and partners as well, Hayley Newell and Christian Lopez. So hello to you both and a very warm welcome to the show. How are you both doing? Yeah, very hi, well. Dan. Hi, yeah, Dan. Yeah, we're doing really well. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm I'm so pleased. Now I think this is the second time uh, that I've done an interview with with two separate featured guests. I think the last interview was with um, two runners from Denmead Striders, uh, Lisa and, and Gary. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can kind of follow well in their footsteps. And um, yeah, how's how's lockdown been going for both of you? And and obviously feel free to to, to jump in whoever wants to go first. But um, yeah, how's lockdown been? Um, yeah, I'm, it's going quite well. I mean, Christian's loving it. You're really enjoying it, aren't you? I do. I do actually love it. A lot of free time to run, you know, and practice. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lots of, lots, lots more free time. Instead of spending it in the car or, or journeys to work and stuff, it's, um, it's free time to do, to do the things we love to do, I guess, which is um, one, of the, one of the bonuses of it. Have you guys found that as well? Hayley, have you found the same thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm working from home. I've been working from home since the 23rd of March last year now. So uh, it's been a long time. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're super busy with work, actually. I know a lot of people find they have more time because they're not commuting and stuff. But I, I didn't have a long commute anyway. I only work at the University of Portsmouth. Ah, yes. So yep. Just a quick cycle. So um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a lot less active um, since we went into lockdown. That's interesting, actually. Yeah, because you yeah. get the cycle and then obviously you don't get the cycle now every day. So, oh, OK, interesting, yeah. interesting way to see it. Yeah, OK, brilliant. Now, there's also a tie in um, with you, Hayley, as well, because I've you've had another kind of member of your family or extended family who's been on the show before, Richard Bailey, yeah. who yeah. is married to Kelly, who's related yeah. to you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think yeah, was he I, your first guest actually. He was one of your first, wasn't he? I think he was. Oh, I can't remember. He, he'll kill me for, for for not knowing this. But I think <laughs> it was one of one of the first five episodes, I believe, if I remember correctly. So yeah, but no, it's interesting. I, I I love little connections like that, and that's kind of like what what makes it great about having this running community. Um, you know, so so closely knit together, which is lovely. So, I guess um, what might be a good way to start is perhaps maybe both of you telling um us a little bit about yourselves you know perhaps maybe you know your full name a little bit about your running and, and other hobbies and interests and you know things like that but and Christian I'm going to break tradition here and go with you first um, perhaps okay. maybe you can yeah start with a little introduction to yourself because I believe that you're a talented martial artist with um, more than 35 years experience. 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, well, I'm Christian, Christian Lopez. Um, I'm an instructor, a Tai Chi instructor that loves running, of course. Um, I've, I've really been running for about, I will say, I don't know, maybe six, seven years now. You know, I used okay. to run when I was a kid, but uh, of course I found the, the love of running, you know, through Haley uh, when I met her. It was really hard but, <laughs> but she pushed me you know she really pushed me but yeah so uh yeah i do i do i do martial arts as well of course as you said um i teach locally in portsmouth and southsea and uh yeah i have been working through the lockdown doing classes online and at the same time of course enjoying the lockdown uh because i can wake up super early and go running you know yeah uh, around the city that is absolutely beautiful it is lovely and it is a beautiful city that we live in you know i know sometimes we tend to focus on the bad and negative things but it is a it is just a beautiful city especially when the sun's shining which um is not the case today unfortunately but christian your your martial martial, martial arts teaching just very quickly you, you so you run a business teaching um wh what is that called and, and what exactly what kind of classes do you do yeah it is called five elements academy Okay. And uh, um, I mean, I don't want to blow my trumpet too much here, but uh, blow it away, it, blow it away. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, the, I mean, believe it or not, it's the, it's the first academy in the UK. I opened the first academy in the UK of the Wudang Tai Chi style. Okay. Um, so that was in year 2000. And yeah, so I run, I've been teaching in Portsmouth and running classes since the year 2000, you know, so uh, Gosh, long time. it's all about Tai Chi, martial arts, Kung Fu, you know, Qigong and all that, meditation as well. Fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. And, and I believe as well, uh, a point I wanted to raise is that you're a, you're a huge Hoka and ANA fan too, which is fantastic. <laughs> Do you know, when I met you, I always knew we'd get along. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, yes, I am a great fan of Hoka Oneone, you know, it's, yes, uh, honestly, I love the trainers, I love everything about it, really, to be honest, and oh, they are great, great. absolutely great, <laughs> you know, they sort oh, out my problems, really, you know, in my feet, so. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always my favourite point to raise, in, 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 a, in a humorous way as well, with all my guests that wear the shoes as well, so obviously, yeah, it's great, I had to, I had to point it out. <laughs> Um, and Haley, I guess some, perhaps maybe some 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 details about yourself as well. Um, some some of your background to the running, and 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 do you do the martial arts as well, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So okay. <laughs> well, I'm, my name's Haley Newell. I work, as I said, at the University of Portsmouth, just in student administration services. So not a very active role at all. Okay. Um, I have been running since 2010 regularly, although I sort of have done a bit of running from childhood I started regularly in 2010 um martial arts no <laughs> I haven't got into that yet have you have you tried have you tried any classes have you, have you been taught anything over the years yeah yeah I have done a few I've done a okay. few and I think it is something that I will eventually get into when I've got okay. a bit more time I can definitely see the benefits of it yeah um, but uh, yeah no unfortunately not yet <laughs> and, and you've done you, you kind of run all sorts of distances don't you because you said that you've yeah. you've got kind of this, this love-hate relationship with the marathon especially the, the the Portsmouth coastal marathon is that true yeah yeah I, I really enjoy doing marathons but yeah the coastal one is a bit my nemesis I, I've had one good experience of it and I, I wish I'd stopped then but <laughs> then I did it again I've done it again since then and um 
yeah, that wasn't so good. So I feel like now I need to do it again to make it better. And then I'll stop there. I tell you what, if, if there's ever a fine example of bravery, Hayley, it's that, you know, go, go, going back to the marathon, especially when you've had like one or two bad experiences yeah. is, is, is some, is something really, because uh, yeah, I think it kind of shows a lot about the character and stuff, but I was going to ask quickly about your, your Portsmouth Uni work, because I know Portsmouth Uni, there, there tends to be like kind of a lot of activities going on at lunchtimes. There's those sports halls yeah. and stuff. Does does the running ever get mixed in with with work lunches or anything? Any any running that you used to get done when you were in the office? No, I, I never never got into that at all. Actually, I used to think about commuting via the seafront, running along there, and then going into work. But I, I never got into it. I stuck to the bike to get to work, and then at lunch times, I used to. Um, do spin classes at lunch times, but yeah, never went for a run. I don't think I ever did that once, actually. Okay, all right. Have either of you um, done any other of? Because we just mentioned the Portsmouth Marathon. Have you ever run any of um, Rob Pickett's other local races and events? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done a few. I've done um, the Santa Run a couple of times. I think um, the duathlons. I really enjoyed doing the duathlons. Um, oh, okay, right. Post and half as well, which I like. Cool. Much more Fantastic. than the marathon. Chris, Christian, how about yourself? Have you done any more, any, any more of Rob's events? Because I know, I think Rob's events are coming back this year. So I think everyone's yeah, pretty, pretty well, excited. I, yeah, I haven't done any. I mean, I've just volunteered, you know, for, for, his, um, for his events. And I really love doing that. And actually, um, I did volunteer for the duathlon. So I was, I was a marshal. Okay. And to be honest, the spirit is so beautiful. And I really got goosebumps, really, you know, <laughs> every time wow. when I was doing it. Because I was in very in a very strategic place where I have to be a marshal where the cyclists have to come in, you yep. know, and dismount, dismount their bikes from their bikes. So I, I tell you what, that 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 spot was really nice, really really nice. That's lovely. I think especially when you're a marshal and you get to kind of be involved in some of the cheering and you see, you know, people at the front struggling, in the middle struggling, and the back struggling, and everyone putting in their effort. It's it's fantastic. And like you say. You just said you, you got goosebumps watching it, and I think it's a it's a really good example, isn't it, of um, people, yeah, just really putting together and putting in as much effort as they can to get to the finish line. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So listen, guys, I, I think what would be great was to would be to find out how you both started your running, and, and Haley, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you first, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, just to kind of find out how how your running your running journey began, and I think Haley, you said that. Um, someone else in your family ran too when you were younger so can you tell us about some of those first running memories and, and how you got started yeah so running's always been a, bit, a big part of my life from a very young age because my mum was a, a very keen runner and, and she was a very good runner as well she used to run competitively with Portsmouth joggers okay. um so yeah I just remember it from a very very young age um running always daily being in my life um, mm -hmm. but I think my mum would have liked me and my brother Adam to get into it and we did a few junior runs but unfortunately neither neither of us got into it yeah, um, yeah. At, at a young age um, I think we were both quite good runners but Adam sort of swayed more towards the football and I, I was quite shy so I although I enjoyed running I just didn't like all the spectators looking at me and so okay. I sort of shied away from it for many years Okay, I can kind of relate to that because my, my kids are the same. They're quite kind of shy and, and don't yeah. really like the attention, especially when it comes to like things like school assemblies and things. They don't like yeah. being kind of stood up and, and clapped at or anything if they've won something. So they, they prefer kind of like to, to kind of just stay stay silent and hidden a little bit. And I can I, I can completely kind of understand that, how people are, are clapping and cheering. And it can be quite daunting for the children as well. We, we, we see it at Junior Park Run a little bit as well. Yeah. 
where some of the kids kind of come towards the finish funnel and they kind of run to their parents because it's quite it's quite a daunting experience I guess having all, all, everyone shouting at you and, and looking at you and stuff but was it was it a similar experience yeah it was exactly that I was, yeah mm. I was quite painfully shy actually and um, so yeah I, I, I used to enjoy the running but it was like you said when you get to the end and it got really loud and actually people weren't paying any attention at all specifically to me apart from my family but um yeah yeah yeah, yeah and I know um, I, I get that now you I hope your your mom won't mind us mentioning her I'm sure but I, I did want to want to give um your mom Catherine Yule a special shout out because you'd said that she was a runner with Portsmouth joggers and was a competitive runner as well which yeah. you know I've I've never really had time to kind of sit and specifically ask her, but I know that she was she was a very very good 5k runner um I've, I've heard that much and I've, I've heard some times kind of flaunted about as well and I know yeah. that she was she was really quick at, at the 5k run um but not only that is that your mum has kind of had injury woes over the last over the last few years um, which is a real yeah. shame because I know that she was very into uh, um, her, her own park running and stuff. But yeah. the really fantastic thing I wanted to mention, and, and I hope you don't mind me interrupting you here, is that obviously being a, a junior park run event director myself, your mum always came to East New Junior Park Run to volunteer every Sunday. Yeah, yeah um, she loves it. Yeah, both the park run, she loves, she misses them a lot, actually. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and, and, that, and that's right. It's a good point. Both park runs. So she was always at the the senior park run volunteering on Saturdays and then would come mm. to the junior park run, whether it was sunshine or rain. Um, and, you know, obviously helping us out there on days, especially at the junior park runs when, when we really, really needed volunteers. So, um, yeah, just wanted to give your, your mom a shout out. So what was it like watching her, her race when you were younger? Yeah, I, I used to really, really enjoy it. It was good fun because she um, obviously had a lot of club friends that had children around the same age who would all just play whilst they were running and then cheer them on at the end. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, we, I went to numerous runs with her. We travelled up to the Great North Run quite a lot because my auntie Christine lives up there in Newcastle. Okay. Yep. Um, and we went to Malta as well a couple of times and she did the Malta half marathon. Um, so yeah I've got really quite fond memories of uh, watching her run and supporting her fantastic that's really good must must have been uh, yeah ha very happy memories and stuff and, and, and kind of enjoying cheering her on um, so I guess as you got into your, your teens and early 20s um, from what you sent me um, you like many people in Portsmouth I guess you were drawn to watch the Great South run each year um, is that a race that, that your mom did as well yeah, my mum did the Great South Run. Um, actually, we were only discussing it earlier this week and she was telling me how she did it. And I, around an hour, her time for the Great South Run, which is amazing. Yeah, that very much goes along the lines of what her 5K time was. I think she was, I think I'd heard 18 kind of minutes for the 5K. I don't, I don't know if you know any of the PBs. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, like I said, my memory's terrible. I don't even know my own time. So, uh, <laughs> it's the same as me sometimes. I, I can never remember. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So so I guess um, you, you told me that you had a friend who, who ran a half marathon, which um, kind of yeah. really inspired you to attempt to do your first Great South Run. So I wanted to ask you like, like what your running was, was like back then when you first attempted the Great South Run and, and what kind of training were you doing and, and did you run on your own or with people and, and how did the race go? How did your first Great South Run go? I, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was hard work, but um, yeah, it was great. I, I do run on my own. I've always, well, occasionally I'll run with others, but generally, yeah, from the start, I've, I've always trained on my own. Okay. I like to follow a training plan and that's something I'm struggling with actually because of lockdown because I'm just just running. I'm not following any plans for any races. But um, So I've always, um, when I've had events to train for, I print off a Booper 
um, training plan and follow okay. that. Um, so yeah, I just did that and it went really well. I was really pleased with my time. I just loved it because I just saw so many familiar faces on route. Yeah, it was a great experience. I do like that run. Yeah, it is, it is good. I think living in the city, it's just it's just great because you feel like it's a real kind of showcase for Portsmouth and yeah. you just can't believe sometimes how many people are there visiting the city. It's um yeah, it's quite it's quite a sight. Um and obviously it's a it's a race spoken about a lot during these interviews. Um, it, it does remind me, though, that I found, obviously doing the research for the show, I found a, a, a wonderful photo of both of you, Christian and Haley. You, um, you've done the 2019 Great South Canine Run uh, with two mm -hmm. lovely dogs, Minnie and Smudge. And what I didn't notice until, until looking at the photo for a little while and reading, reading the um, description underneath was that Smudge, is it true that Smudge only has three legs? Yeah, Smudge yes. only has three legs. Yeah, so he did struggle a bit he with that struggle. run. Actually, I think we might have been the last two. Maybe we were the last two, I think. To finish. <laughs> so, so, so who ran, who ran with Minnie and who ran with Smudge? Um, did we swap over? I think we did swap, but I think I ran most of the way with Smudge and Christian ran with, with Minnie. Minnie. Yeah. Okay. Smudge is my little pal. I think I'm his favourite person. So yeah, <laughs> he ran a bit better with me. <laughs> Lovely. That, that's actually an incredible event because I know what it's like on the seafront, you know, especially on the promenade when people have got dogs on on leads and especially the really long leads. Um, mm. I've, I've had to jump and hurdle a few of them myself. Yeah. Um, so what's it like at the start uh, on that race and how many people were, were in the race? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It wasn't it a was, huge amount, but it, but was, it, was, a big but it was quite hectic. It was hectic. It? But we stood right, right at the back because I think we knew we'd be fairly slow with them. Yeah, because I saw some quick, some quite quick runners near, near the front. I think, because I think I saw um, the pick in that same event that you guys were in. I think I saw Alexis Green from who does the the weather on BBC South Today. She was um, she was there with one of her dogs um, yeah. at the front as well. And they looked like they, they looked like they were all really gonna gonna gun for it. At the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how anybody doesn't trip over and fall over everything. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So, um, so, so I guess from there, Hayley, from, from doing the great stuff and stuff, that was, that was kind of like the start of your, of your, I guess, your adult life running and uh, I guess kind of racing's grown from there. Yeah. Yeah. So after I did the great South run in 2010, I was, I think I was 28 at the time. So I think I just went, went through a weird stage and I thought, oh, I need to do all this stuff before I turn 30. Yeah. So not long after I did the great South run, well, I think I did the Portsmouth coastal half, which was the February after. And then I signed up for the New Forest Marathon in 2011. Okay. Now we're going to we're going to get we're going to get to the New Forest Marathon in a sec because I'm really looking forward to hearing um, your your story on that one. But before we do that, Christian, I'm going to I'm going to come over to you and um, yeah, we're going to kind of look back at um, some of your your running history. So I guess how did you get into running yourself, and 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 what are your your earliest kind of running memories? Um, did, did your running your didn't your running didn't start in the UK did it I think you said you had some early memories of, of running in South America is this, is this right yeah absolutely right then yeah um, well when I was a teenager really I started I got involved really in the um, cross-country team you know at my school okay and uh, I mean I remember the PE teacher at that time actually got me involved in running because we were doing the Cooper test I don't know if you heard about the Cooper test I haven't. What, tell us what it is. Well, the Cooper test apparently uh, is nine laps in nine minutes of a of a, a track. You know. Please don't tell me that's a four hundred meter track. I think yes. No. no, I think it's it's the proper yes, yeah, the one that you know the 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 
proper athletes, you know, do in the stadium wow. with the line. Yes, wow. so that is nine nine minutes. That's a Cooper test. Okay. And I was really good at it. Okay. And uh, so my, my my teacher said, well, why would you like to join, you know, the, the, the team? And I said, well, yes. And uh, there we go. On the weekends, we were doing, you know, all these obstacle courses and uh, in the mud and things like that. Okay. And, and, and sorry, whereabouts was it that you grew up, Christian? Can you can you tell us? All uh, well, yeah, uh, that was Chile, uh, okay. South America. Brilliant. Okay. So um, I guess you, you ran around a, a lot near around the Andes mountains, yeah? Yes, yes. That's that's what's a lot in the Andes area, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, of course, when I when I later, of course, then I quit, you know, the team because I was more interested into the martial arts. We were well, we were aficionados, if you want to put it, you know, we were just kids climbing, you know, mountains and hills, you know, and things like that all the time. Yeah. But we were absolutely mental because we were throwing ourselves all the way down, you know, <laughs> the, the hills, <laughs> like proper fell running. So, you, I mean, we were fearless, completely fearless. I could imagine. Wow. It, it sounds spe spectacular. What are the what are the sites like around around the area running, running around the Andes and stuff? What, what are the descents and, and, and hills like there? I mean, we are talking about really steep, very, very, very steep. Um, 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 yeah, very, very steep. I mean, heights, I don't know, really, but uh, yeah, pretty steep. <laughs> okay. are, are there lots of like marked and, and well-kept trails there that people can, can walk on, like hiking trails and things that you could run on? Well, these days, yes, definitely. But uh, when I was a kid, no, not really. You know, you have to really go through places that they were you know, completely sealed by cactuses, whatever, if you were in the north or further down the south, you know, proper rocks and snow and okay. rivers, you know, completely wild rivers and wild lakes as well. Gosh, sounds yeah. spectacular. Can't, I mean, com yeah. compared to... Uh compared to a city center like like Porto, that sounds um absolutely amazing <laughs> obviously we have the south downs but i'm sure it doesn't even compare it's probably just just the initial foothills of the andes yeah yeah sometimes yeah but it's still hard <laughs> mm, absolutely. do you um do you ever go back there for for visits christian and um perhaps no. maybe have, have the option for a future race one day no no not really i mean the last time me and Haley we went there i mean i took her for her for the first time i think that was in 2000 and blimey i can never remember around about 2017 maybe 17 you reckon yeah yeah but you did, you weren't really into running at no, that point, were you? So I went on a few runs on my own. But yeah. I think we yeah. went together. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I would definitely like to do a marathon over. Yeah, there. but we did we did climb a, a natural reserve. Okay. And and it was interesting because Haley is quite afraid of the heights. And I was so natural. I was going, come on, let's go here and there. And Haley was saying to me, man, you're crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, going, going, going up, 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 you know. And Haley was just right behind me. And I have to come down, you know, to pick her up and grab her hand and pull her up, you know. <laughs> yeah. See, now, now now, I know why Haley pushes the pace when you go out running, because it's, it's just revenge for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Christian, keep up. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Don't be afraid yeah, of Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant so, so so i guess you um running as a child you you kind of didn't pursue it too much because you you like you said you you got into the martial arts and stuff um yeah. and as i think you you told me as well as you grew up into your teens you joined the scouts as well yes um, i did did the did the running play a part in, in the scouts at all or was it just kind of more about the outdoor activities and things 
I think it was a little bit of both because we we were quite fit as well as kids in the scouts. I mean, now we our our scouts team was really kind of like physical, if you want to put it, you know. Okay. And uh, we yeah we used to climb a lot of hills or more volcanoes and stuff like that. Amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was really into the fitness, you know. But the running wasn't much involved in there, really. If you if I'm honest with you. Okay. It sounds it sounds like a, a, a an amazing childhood, like being spending all that time in those uh, in those amazing surroundings and like you say climbing a volcano is it, yeah. when when would anyone around here ever get to climb a volcano as a kid unless you go you know somewhere <laughs> far away like like chile <laughs> amazing that's absolutely amazing no no re really fabulous stuff thank thanks for um thanks for the intro there and and Haley, i'm going to come back to you quickly so you have one of my questions was going to be have you been to south america have, have you and and christian traveled there and obviously you have yeah. and what was the running like did you do any any runs out there no, I didn't actually uh, take part in any runs. I was just doing training runs on my own. It was I, I, did, I didn't do a huge amount, but um, what was quite nice, actually, one thing that I really enjoyed was we went to the capital, Santiago, a couple of times. We travelled around, but we went back there a few times. And on a Sunday, they would shut off one of the main roads so people could run and cycle along there. So mm -hmm. that was really nice. Um, Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, I didn't do a lot because, as I say, I was with Christian and he wasn't so much into the running. So uh, I didn't yeah. do as much as we probably would now if we went back. Well, that, that's good that you got to do you got to do some runs and 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 like yeah. you say, you were, you were just doing like a couple of training runs out there or, or whatever. But was was it was it nice? Were, were those experiences of those runs pretty nice? Was it was it quite spectacular? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty spectacular. Yeah, we went to one place down south. Um, it's the, like the Chilean Lake District, um, a place okay. called Pucón, which I fell in love with. And there's a volcano there, um, a lovely lake. It was, yeah, just beautiful going out in the morning and there's no one else around. It was, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Spectacular. Well, next time you go, pack me up in your suitcase because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming as well to do some runs. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> sounds lovely. But um, now, Hayley, it sounds like you're, you know, you're running since since you started and since you did the Great South Run initially has, has gone from strength to strength because you you meant you kind of just touched on the fact that you built up to do the New Forest Marathon, um, mm -hmm. which is your first marathon, like yeah. many people who have been on the show before. And in fact, it's a really popular, popular marathon for the South Coast. A lot of people are really glad that marathon came back. Um, yeah. But I know that you had one hell of an experience as, as your first marathon. So I'd love for you to tell us a story about what happened on the day. Yeah, it was, um, so it was back in 2011. And I think I mentioned earlier, my memory isn't great, but um, yeah, it was, yeah, pretty memorable one. So um, myself and Richard did it um, okay. together. I convinced him to sign up for that because he was really into running anyway, um, yep. but he'd never done a marathon. So it was both of our first marathons, but we trained separately because he's way faster than me. Um, so we didn't really know what we're doing. Richard drove us there. Um, I, I mean, I didn't even have a proper running watch at the time. I used to sit and map my runs on um, my laptop, which was rubbish and really slow. And it used to take me hours to map these runs out. So I would do my training runs that were just mapped out. So I, I, I would probably do like two loops of a half marathon route, come back to the flat halfway, have a drink of water and then do it again. So okay. my training wasn't great for the run. Um, I hadn't even thought about nutrition and things like that. And so a couple of days before the run, I went into Boots in my lunch break and I saw this 
I think it was like a LucasAid energy drink, something like what they give exactly. out at the Great South Run. They have a, an energy drink stop. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. one of those and I thought, oh, I'll just get that and take it with me. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. And we turned up on the day and I saw all these people that looked like professionals. They were all kitted out with mm. their belts on and all these gels and stuff. I didn't have any of that. So I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll drink this whole sports drink on the start line and I just necked it all really quickly almost like Popeye eating his spinach type thing yeah yeah Yeah. um so yeah and they always say that you should everything you do you should practice in your training and I obviously hadn't done that my training and so I felt great for the first half was obviously buzzing you know yeah I didn't know what pace I was running because I didn't have a watch um so yeah I probably was speeding along at a ridiculous pace and felt on top of the world I thought oh, this is going to be really easy and then from yeah the halfway market went downhill pretty quickly <laughs> I felt very very sick oh dear to about 23 miles when I was very sick um outside a big posh house in the new forest oh um, lovely <laughs> yeah and everyone was just running past me like I don't really know what to do here because it was I was quite violently sick and then an ambulance stopped and asked me if I wanted to get in the ambulance and I thought oh no I can't do that because people had traveled to the new forest although it's not far Kelly and my mum and they'd all drove up so I thought oh no oh, the pressure was on I've finish I've got to finish so I yeah sort of walked jogged to the end and then I saw everyone and um, so I managed to pick up a bit, bit of pace at the end but yeah I finished and I just felt terrible oh. I was a tiny little bit happy that I'd finished for sure definitely myself, yeah. but um the general feeling was uh, disappointment so uh, quite quickly after that i was like right i need to book another one <laughs> how does that work with us runners why, why do we do I that know. to ourselves <laughs> i know because i just i felt awful and i looked awful i remember going into a portaloo and they had a mirror in there and i just looked in the mirror and i just thought oh my god i look terrible i was like <laughs> mushroom. it was yeah it was uh, not a great day but i, I finished it so Hayley, do you know what? It's it's just not it's just not an uncommon story at all, really. It's like you know, it's it's a, I mean, it's awful as a first experience, isn't it? And we're we're kind of laughing and joking because we all understand what that feeling's like. But um, you were, you said you were actually physically sick at mile twenty three outside someone's house. Yeah, um, yeah, very sick, and it was that drink. And on top of the energy drink I'd had, I've been taking on water at every stop because they really sort of say to you, you must make sure you stay hydrated. So I was like forcing the water down, even though I felt sick. So it was yeah. Okay. And do you know, do you know what something you mentioned earlier as well? Being on the start line when you look around, especially for your yeah. for your first race of any distance, you know, you look around you, and, and I'm exactly the same. I see, I see every single other person looks like a professional runner, right? And you just you get that imposter syndrome yeah um and it's it's awful it really it really puts me off like every, every race i just think oh no why am i here uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not good i'm not good enough and you know it's really something that you've got to kind of work on uh, over the years and at different races to kind of get over um i get it less now than i, than I did but you know it yeah. still happens and still definitely happens yeah did you, did you run with any did you run with anyone on the day did you did you make any friends during during the race no I don't think I did I think I was just so in my own little world I mean obviously Richard was there but as I said we had completely different levels so he just went off and did his own thing but I I think he really struggled as well on the day because it was his first one and we didn't know so many runners back then like now you with park run and everything I know so many more people but yeah I think on on that day I don't remember meeting anyone in particular Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. That the the New Forest Marathon is is one that many people go to, especially for their first. And it was my first official 
uh, marathon as well i think oh, maybe right. a year or so after you guys did it i think um mm. would you would you recommend um people doing that doing that race did you think it was kind of well organized and stuff yeah really well organized well we went back and did it the next year as well the following year i think me richard and colin went that time and that was much better experience yeah it is a lovely run yeah very well organized um i haven't been back since actually i, I might have to do that sometime okay. soon so you've done so you've done that one again you went back and did that one the year yeah. after i think that that may the one you did after may have been the really really rainy one yes it was it was yeah that was very rainy um yeah i remember speaking to a few people on that um okay. people running in bin bags and stuff it was really odd yeah i think it rained the whole way through oh yeah i think because i remember it from colin's um colin reynolds's interview i think colin was on my guest six show episode six i think yeah i remember him saying when he finished that marathon it was um yeah it was pretty pretty drenched but you've also yeah, and they had to hang around and wait for me him and richard as well because like i think colin was probably about half, half an hour ahead of me or so and richard even more than that and they had yeah. to hang around at the end so it's probably worse for them wow oh, i guess yeah after after those rainy those rainy long runs you do really just want to get somewhere warm and dry yeah. and... <laughs> That's, that's, that's fantastic it's really great that you went back the next year and, and again you know like I said earlier it kind of shows you know real strength of character going back and taking on those those races that you do um have bad experiences that's that's fantastic um I had a very similar not not about a pretty bad experience with my first uh, marathon as well which was the new forest as I said and mm. I remember at the start line having that imposter syndrome going on and I'd bought this this belt that um, I think it was meant to carry bottles or something but I'd managed to somehow work out how to fiddle it around and, and put my gels into the belt which was wrong I shouldn't have done that yeah. and as we as we kicked off at the start um I think about I think five of my six gels fell on the floor so <laughs> I had to stop and pick them up while people were like running past me and nearly falling over me and I just thought I, I just oh, no, I had to leave half of them there and I, I, I from there it was just a disaster um, I had a very very good race but um <laughs> It was a, for me, it was a painful experience as well, my first one. So I wasn't very clued up on the nutrition side of things as well. So, so there you go. Similar, similar story. Um, you've, you've been across as well to Budapest for the Budapest Marathon. And um, I think yeah. you said you had quite a few people go with you as well. So I was going to ask you a, about that trip. And also, Christian, did, did you go across to Budapest as well? Yes, I did, actually, to support Haley. It was fantastic. Now, now, question for you. Why weren't you doing the marathon? <laughs> oh well uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know I, I think I need to get into that state of mind really where I can do that I, I know I can I think you know I'm pretty sure I can but I haven't done it yet well, you know you were supposed to last year I was supposed you, to yes oh really okay yeah yeah uh, of course, yes, because I remember speaking to you a while ago, and you were, I remember you were training up for the for the marathon. Your long your long runs were going were going very very well. But I, I wanted to ask about the Budapest Marathon because I think you're the first guest I've had on who has done the Budapest Marathon, or at least maybe spoken about it yeah. in in any length of detail. So so tell us a little bit about the trip and 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 what what the marathon was like. And feel free to uh, to dig in as well with some comments, Christian, about about Budapest itself because the from what mm -hmm. I saw from the pictures, it actually looked like the London Marathon. I thought I was looking at the London Marathon this yeah it, it's literally it's beautiful i mean the, the crowd was massive absolutely massive i remember and the the, the vibrance as well beautiful absolutely beautiful very friendly and yeah. uh i mean the city itself as well is a beautiful city um and i will definitely recommend you know any runner to go over there 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really well organised Very as well. well. Organized, yeah, yeah, it was. I think it's one of my favourite runs. I mean, I had, a, I had a really good run. Um, the only thing, it was a little bit too warm for my liking, but um, it, it's in October, but when the year we went, it was unseasonably warm, I think. It was wasn't very it? hot. Um, I think there was a bit of a heat wave, and mm. I think Amsterdam was the same weekend, and I think that was really, really hot there. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, but apart from that, it was just perfect. I, I'd go back and do it again. Actually, last year, we were supposed to do the half marathon. Um, okay. But that was at the beginning of April, so we just that was just cancelled. Oh, that's such a shame. Down. But mm. um, yeah, I d- definitely recommend it and definitely definitely do it again. Okay, and you had a good experience with with the race there, Haley. Did you did you finish okay? No 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 disasters on route or anything. No, no. disasters. No, I was a bit nervous because I'd had a bad Portsmouth Coastal Marathon in the December before. Okay. Um, when you've had a bad one, you always get a bit extra nervous I think for the next one um, yeah. but yeah no disasters it went really really well I was pleased with my time yeah it was great yeah. I got to see my mum and um, Christian mm-hmm. um, they obviously came to the start with me and they were at the end but you randomly just sort of found me about the 10 mile mark the they didn't mark, plan yeah. to but um, yeah. they were just walking across the bridge and they stopped to watch for a little while and yeah, they shouted at me and so that was quite nice that's really that's really great it's amazing like how well runners feed off of um support especially from, yeah. from family and friends seeing them en route it it is really nice and yeah it just kind of really spurs you on to to get through to the finish um christian i was going to ask about your your own races a little bit because um yeah. we just mentioned the fact that you know you're you're yet to tackle the marathon um yeah. but you have however also done done the great south and i think it was um your first full 10 mile great south back in 2017 your first one 2017 yes yes yeah, yeah. and uh, obviously you know like we've said knowing knowing the city really well and being able to run around it with all those crowds is, is great was it was it a good experience for you as well it was fantastic yeah i really loved it and uh i mean it was thanks to Haley as well because she 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 compromised and she said look i do it with you so we did it together Oh, and uh, yeah, she she really, I mean, she pushed me. Um, but I, I remember feeling that again, the goosebumps, you know, and that kind of beautiful feeling that you get, you know, the excitement when you run. Really, I always get like that. I get butterflies every time when I'm going running, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> I wish I wish I could get that, Christian. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's 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 just something amazing. It's just I lo- I love it. I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? It's mm. it's a completely different bus, you know, to what whatever I do, you know, externally, you know, in that sense. But um, yeah, with Haley, we had that lovely run, and uh, I, I always remember, you know, by when you get to Henderson Road. Yep. Uh, the la- that long road. And yeah, I remember mile, I mile was, eight, mile seven and a half, I think it was something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was, I remember, I was feeling really tired by then. And uh, Haley, luckily, for some reason, she was holding this little bottle of water with her. Okay. And I was so thirsty. I remember I turned around and I look at her. I said, "I'm so thirsty." And she said, "There you go." And she gave me that bottle. Oh, amazing! And that was it. That was it for me. I managed to get to the end. <laughs> Oh, that's really great. Was it a warm year then? Yeah, well, that 2017 was uh, windy. Okay. I think it was it was very windy, but then the sun came up. Oh, I can't remember. Right. Yeah. But you know what, what? What the other thing as well, Dan? What it was so lovely that when we crossed the finish line, me and Haley, we hugged, and this reporter came right in our face and took this picture. 
and we became me and Haley actually for the 2019 uh, Great South Run. We were the the main face, weren't we? We were on the leaflet. We were on the leaflet. Yeah. Oh wow, that's so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Fame in such a lovely moment where you're sharing that uh, that kind of love of getting to the finish together. That's a, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so did you know you were going to be on the leaflet for the next race because i've i know a lot of people who have suddenly seen themselves on pamphlets and gone what i'm, yeah. I'm on the leaflet. no no we you... didn't know Actually, we didn't, didn't they have a huge one they in had the a mount massive Batten center and somebody told you that yeah. they saw it at the mount Batten like a massive yeah poster yeah apparently it was everywhere and uh yeah <laughs> people were texting me going christian do you know that you are in this massive poster <laughs> oh that's so funny that's that's great but no that that's brilliant that you could finish together and, and Haley, well done for kind of uh you know i guess you you, you would have run a little bit quicker than that that year but but taking the time to oh, kind yeah. of run with christian well, that was the week after i'm pretty sure that was the week after the dude personal reference so i was i would have been taking it easy anyway ah okay you were yep you were tired cool yeah oh, brilliant. Now, now listen you you also and I think all the listeners will appreciate this as well. Living in in Portsmouth, especially recently, having these um like certain conditions to run in, being on the coast where we get the winds, um and, and we probably get the most extreme of the wind I think down here, um uh, and also the cold and stuff. We can also have equally nice weather where it's raining somewhere else, but um I think we do have some some difficult like windy and and wet conditions to run through. Um, you've had you've had equal equal experiences with that as well, Christian, because you said that um, you've got some epic memories of running in horrible conditions uh, through the Farlington marshes and, and stuff. Tell us a bit about those. Yeah, well, I'm never going to forget when um, it was one early morning. You know, um, Haley said to me, "Right, come on, let's go running." And it was about must have been you know six o'clock in the morning, and the wind and uh, the rain was howling. And I kept moaning all the way, and Haley was, "Come on, keep going, man up." <laughs> <laughs> That's your revenge. That's your revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, you know, I I really thank her because I always was, you know, you can imagine me, of course, coming from as well harsh conditions in my country, but uh, but being in here as well is a like you said, it's really windy, you know, and things like that, and rainy and cold, you know. Um, yeah. And I think I thank Haley for that because she actually kind of really, really made me turn me into a strong, strong person, really. You know what I mean? In that sense. It, it does. Definitely. You know, going out for those runs, for, you know, for hours on end in, in those conditions, I think it really does kind of I, I hate using the phrase toughen you up because I, I don't I think that's some sometimes a little bit a little bit harsh. But you're right. It, it does kind of like make you make you stronger and make you better prepared. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think yeah. whatever hardships you endure, you know, in a, in a run, um, there's a, like an equally um, satisfying kind of reward after it. And I, th- I think, in fact, it kind of outweighs the bad completely. It's good for the mind. Would you agree? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good for the mind, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we, we some, have good times. Some warmer, some warmer, warmer weather ahead, hopefully, which will be nice. So there'll be lots of uh, lots of nice sunny sunny running coming soon. Um, now, listen, before we before we kind of draw to a close and um, kind of start start finishing off, because I know that you guys need to go off and enjoy your weekend. Um, I wanted to just quickly speak about Parkrun uh, a little bit, because it, it's been been mentioned here a couple of times that, that you guys do Parkrun. And I know that 
like many runners, it's it's just a huge part of our lives, I guess, and and not only just our running, but a huge part of our lives in, here in South Sea. So so maybe can you can you tell us a little bit about um, both of your relationships with Parkrun and kind of how it's helped your own running and and feel free anybody to go first. Um, we both did the very first South Sea Parkrun. Um, I think right. Richard and Charlotte used to go to Haven't Parkrun because I yeah. think that was before South Sea, wasn't it? And I think they had said, "Oh, they're starting this South Sea Parkrun. Let's all go down and do it." So we did. Um, so what, what was that? The very first the one. Very was it in first 2013? one. 2013. Yeah. October 2013. Maybe. Um, so yeah, we were there, and it, it was quite small in comparison to what it was just prior to lockdown it got quite big mm, it's it? grown yeah um i think i am more fond of parkrun than you yeah you're, you're not so keen on parkrun are you yeah <laughs> but I do why, why, why I do is love... why is that christian t- t- tell us tell us some some, some oh, uh, yeah <laughs> because you know, if everyone's different we all we all like different things there's, there's nothing wrong with it it's just um, i'm just i'll just be curious as to, as to how what you know what your experiences yeah. are I think, you know what, I think what it is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do love parkrun, you know, it's not that I dislike it, Yeah. but I think it's too short. <laughs> and well, and you're, also you're, not, you're not running fast enough, Christian, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, that's I'm what kidding, it is. I mean, well, and that's the other thing, because you have to run it so fast, you and, and you, 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 I get really gassed, you know, completely when I do it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more like a... I like long distances, you know, not not really, really long distances, but a little bit longer than that. Okay. If you know what I mean. And yeah. at, at my own pace. But but what I really I mean, honestly, I do love Parkrun because I think it brings the good spirits, you know, in people. And you can see everyone is so friendly and uh everyone hugs each other. Well, when we could hug, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah this is true. <laughs> each other and uh yeah everyone cheers you up and yeah it's just a fantastic thing and also it's very competitive i i, I mean i think i'm a very competitive person yeah and uh th- there's been a lot of times i remember me trying to get in front of people and uh and yeah and then you feel yeah i've done it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's definitely like a really good kind of kind of almost for some people a practice arena for, for for racing or even for me like i've said it before on the show getting rid of of pre-race nerves because practicing being on the start line and stuff it's it's been it's been good good for that sense but listen christian i'm going to share a little uh, a little secret with you here a little a little tip um uh-huh. and this is just purely based on the fact that that park run might be a bit short compared to the runs you want to do but what i tend to do on a saturday is i'll go off um sometimes around the island uh, mm-hmm. and then finish with a park run so finish the long run i basically time it so that i i get to the start of south sea park run i do a few little kind of like circles around the back of the park run and then i i go off with everyone to to finish with park run and and that way you kind of get to see everyone you get to chat to people um a lot of the time normally you wouldn't speak to and then you also get to kind of finish your long run so there you go <laughs> that's brilliant Tip, tip, tip for the future then. If it's too short, go for your long run and then finish with <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, Haley, I was going to ask you what what maybe you miss most about parkrun. Um, I think I just miss seeing the friends that I've made at parkrun and the familiar faces. Um, and I think as well, running wise, uh, for me, I since um, we went down into lockdown, I I think my pace has really slowed down, and I think that's because I'm not doing the 
parkrun it encourages me to push myself a bit because generally I'm just one of those people that just goes out and plods um and yeah parkrun was like my speed session so I'm really missing that I suppose I could do it on my own but it's just not the same as doing it with other people yeah I understand that yeah you, you yeah it does help having having everyone around you and, and that routine so okay that's great and um you've you've both done some volunteering at parkrun do you have any uh, any favorite roles um mine is barcode scanning okay and i did what's it called the the people who are you know at at the end marshall Uh, yeah but with the ones that is no the other one that the last people (laughs) oh the tail the tail walker walker. that's that's a good role that's i like the tail walker role yeah that's brilliant (laughs) especially especially in south so you get to see everyone coming back don't you so it's it's great yeah yeah Uh, we've done it a couple of times you know. that's that's fantastic yeah. i really hope the park run comes back soon because i know i know everyone's missed it yeah, um, me too. i thought it might be for christmas and then i thought oh no it's not gonna be christmas and then i thought maybe march because that's the, a whole year then but it doesn't even seem like it's going to be that quickly does it no mm. no but uh, yeah fingers crossed that um at some point when it comes out we'll get to uh, enjoy it and appreciate it uh, a lot more having missed it for so long so yeah but, no, just yeah hopefully hopefully um all my guests get asked this question, um, but as we come to a close, what are your what are your running plans um, for this year? And, and Haley, how about we start with you? So I've got a couple of deferred things from last year. So I was supposed to be doing Amsterdam Marathon last mm-hmm. year. So hopefully I'll be doing that in October this year. Um, and then when Amsterdam was cancelled last year, I decided to book the Coastal Marathon. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, deferred that as well. So possibly doing the Coastal as well in December. Brilliant. Um, Christian, I booked the Needles Half Marathon mm-hmm. for him last year. So he's deferred. So he's hopefully doing that in June. In so June, yeah. I might possibly do that with him as well. Good race. I've done that one. It's very good. Mm. hard quite hilly yep <laughs> there's lots really of good. Hills, that's good. <laughs> no, it's really it's a, it's a it's a good race um and i wanted to ask if listeners out there want to connect with you online or whatever do you guys have strava accounts that you use or do you have any social media accounts um yeah i'm on strava and instagram but i'm not really into social media so i don't really post much so i don't think people would really want to follow me i, I don't know what my my name is on strava either um but i was gonna say i don't think i'm following you either on strava Haley. so i'm going to get onto that soon <laughs> yeah well i don't actually post anything my runs do go on there but i don't okay. post them on there and i don't write anything about them they just automatically go oh on, they go there okay watch. yeah um but christian's quite active on social media yeah. aren't you, with your business yeah i do have the facebook account and also instagram account Go and give it give us give us the details of those in case somebody wants yeah, to follow because well, you've got the martial arts stuff as well which would be great yeah, to know yeah facebook is five elements academy and also on instagram is five elements academy brilliant excellent thank you so much and uh, as you'll know having listened to the show before um, i always finish with what i call some recovery run questions which are basically quick fire questions so so very very simple quick answers uh, and I'll ask um, you the same questions each to make it to make it nice and easy before we finish. So, uh, number one, uh, and Haley will start with you first. What is your favourite go-to route in Portsmouth when you run? Oh, um, uh, probably I'm a bit boring, and maybe this—I I really love running along the seafront early in the morning, or along the Eastern Road and then around to like Hillsy Lines and past Mountbatten Centre. Maybe that loop. 
Okay, the loop around the island. Yeah. And when you're running on the promenade on the seafront, where do you? Where's your kind of start and stop line where you turn around? Because everyone's is different. If some people go into Old Portsmouth, some people stop at the fair. Where do you go? Um, I start, occasionally I go to Old Portsmouth, but generally it's yeah a, a loop so to the fair and then along to Eastern Toilets and back down Henderson Roadway. Okay, brilliant. And you know what? Here's here's a thing. Do you know since they've closed off the the bit connecting Old Portsmouth to the fun fair? Um, whenever I get to the fun fair, if I am just going to do a loop to the fun fair, I'll actually make sure I go right around the arcades where they've closed it off. So I'll go through through the oh, yeah. through the through the little alleyway, past past the um the dodgems and stuff, and go right the way around past the is, is it the Premier Inn? Is a Premier Inn on yeah. the corner there? Yeah, and, and do a loop around. I, I always have to do that loop that can close um, that loop off. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just I might a, have to do that now. You said that. <laughs> there you go. You, you you've got to make it a thing. And I showed I showed Jason who I was running with a couple of weeks ago as well. And now he does it all the time as well. So it just kind of like makes it a loop rather than just turning around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. There you go, Christian. How about yourself? Um, favorite route. I've got two. I would say um, definitely um, uh, the um, Eastern Road. You know. Okay. Yeah that's one and the second one i will say is towards the uh Halen ferry ah yes okay that little yeah. bit that's one yeah. i often miss miss out myself but i i have started using it now when i need when i need longer stretches but yeah it's a nice little bit of road that yes yes so if you you go all the way down through uh henderson road yep. and carry on further down and then you turn to the left um kind of going towards the um how can i say not to brunsbury park but after that yes i know what you mean you're down down towards the, the there's a big car park and an old abandoned building on the beach yes yeah. yes 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 and you carry on further down there and then you go all the way down to uh hayden ferry where the gang i turn you know right where the gangway is yes and it's beautiful i mean sometimes i stop there stop my watch and i just observe the currents because the currents the water currents are so strong in there and especially when the sun is rising in there in the morning very early in the morning is the best really yeah it's funny so you say fun. that about the tides i remember going to take the ferry across to uh, to hailing island a couple of times with the kids and you're, you're really right this, this the currents there are so strong sometimes it's almost like there's a a machine underneath pulling the water down and stuff it's very very strong yeah absolutely they move they it's, move in mass yes it's a beautiful spot as well in there very beautiful yeah okay for both of you now christian we'll start with you have you got a favorite post post-race meal or treat that you like to have after a, after a long run or a hard run yeah um for me i think it's scrambled eggs <laughs> ah, i love eating scrambled eggs you know after running or a burger yeah, or a burger yeah i love burgers as well Okay, okay, I'm going to ask you a question now. For, for everyone listening as well, Christian, where is your best burger in Portsmouth? Who makes the best, who does the best burgers? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there is a nice place. I think it's called Food. Feed. Feed, that's it, Feed. In all Portsmouth, they make the best burgers in town, to be honest. Ah, I've not tried them. Yeah, and the burgers are actually are made... Um, is it from the Isle of Wight? I yeah. think, yeah, from the Isle of Wight. The, the meat comes from the Isle of Wight. Ah, right. I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm there like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment for us, it's it's umami, umami street. Umami, food. yes. We we used to order umami, but I tell you what, I think this one's from from feed are better. Yeah, it's not, Brilliant. Bad. It's 
more all about better. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. And and Haley, how about yourself? Ooh, I don't know. I think something pasta for me, probably lasagna or spaghetti bolognese. Oh, good spaghetti bolognese is nice. Ho yeah. Home homemade, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Christian makes very good spaghetti bolognese. Oh, Christian, I'll tell you what, when this lockdown's over, we're, we're, we're having burgers, you're taking me to um, South America, to Budapest, everywhere, <laughs> and, and spaghetti bolognese. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, guys, um, I wanted to ask you both as well, like, do you have any final things you, you'd like to add about the running community in Portsmouth? Like, you know, whether it's the city itself or, or, the, or the running community, the people or the runs that you do, and, and anything now to have a, a kind of final word? I think just um, it's just a really friendly, supportive community. Um, I always feel supportive when I do local races and it's um, every Sunday without fail when I go out, because I go a bit out of it later on the Sunday, I will always see someone I know, smiley face to wave at, sometimes somebody to jog along with for a little while. It's, yeah, just really fun and friendly. That's cool. Fantastic. It's, it's a great town to run, really, to be honest. And I tell you what, every every time I run, you know, whatever I see, you know, along, you know, um, they say hi. And uh, it's just really cool to see as well sometimes new faces and, of course, some faces that we, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great community. And uh, I, I just really, yeah, we, we both love, you know, the running community. So it's fantastic. Great stuff. Thank you so much. And yeah, I completely get those thoughts as well and agree with you 100%. Um, I think it's just such a brilliant community to be a part of. So listen, thank you so much um, for both coming onto the show. Um, I know it's not easy being asked to be a, on, a, on a podcast when when you've never done it before, but I really appreciate you uh, you both joining on and um, I thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed our running chat. Yeah, yeah well, I think we've enjoyed it too. Yeah, uh, thank have. you for having us. So, yeah, a good experience. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Two real, two real gem, another two real gems in the running community in Portsmouth. So, so thank you both, and good luck with all your running, and hope to speak to you soon. Yeah. You yes. Too. Thank you. Take thank care, you, Dan. Thank take you. care, Haley. Take care, Christian. Bye.